welcome to the With Flow podcast, a weekly show for purpose-driven women who are ready to embrace a feminine approach to business. We'll be chatting all things cycle awareness and using your intuitive superpowers, combined with the more practical aspects of business, like systems and planning. I'm your host, Laura, from Business With Flow, cyclical business mentor and systems queen. My mission is to show you that business can be fun and easy, that you can do it in a way that is right for you and feel inspired, organized, calm and in control. So let's jump into this week's episode. Hello and welcome to episode 59 of the With Flow podcast. Have you ever felt like you are doing all of the right things, but still not making progress? You feel like you are doing everything that you should be, but still not where you want to be, not getting the results that you expect. My question for you then is, whether you're in that situation now, or maybe you've been in that situation in the past, were you looking at your stats and your metrics? Were you checking that you were actually doing the right things that were taking you towards your goals? Now, if you just started to roll your eyes at the thought of checking your stats and your metrics, please bear with me. We all know that making progress and reaching your goals is more than just setting an intention and things magically happening. Results come from taking the practical action, from the things that you actually do, not just intend to do or think about doing. And tracking the actions that you're taking is one way to ensure that you're actually doing what you need to do in order to reach your goals. So it could be something like if you've set the goal or the intention to get fitter, you might plan to do four workouts a week and you track whether or not you're doing them. Now, if you get a few months down the track and you feel like you're not making progress in your fitness goals, you can look back and see, well, Yeah, of course, because you're really only working out once or twice a week. You haven't been hitting that goal of four. So you can't necessarily expect to be where you want to be if you haven't been doing the thing that you need to do to get there. In our business, it might be things like actually promoting the thing that we're launching and selling. If your goal is to maybe grow your reach and you're following on Instagram, have you actually been showing up? Have you been posting? Have you been sharing in your stories? Have you been engaging with people who send you messages or comment on your posts? As I said, tracking the actions that you're actually taking is one way to ensure that you're doing the things that you need to do in order to reach your goals. You have to be taking action rather than just thinking about it and then tending to. So that's the first point where tracking your metrics, looking at your stats can be really helpful. Once you know that you're actually doing the thing that you need to do and you still aren't getting the results that you want, your metrics can then help pinpoint where things might be going wrong. So what's going right and what's going wrong for you? They can help you determine if the things that you're doing are the right kind of things that are going to move you towards your goals or whether you maybe need to look at a different strategy or changing your approach. Now, before we get too far into this, I do want to just acknowledge that the qualitative insight and information is really important too. You need both the qualitative and the quantitative to get that full picture and to really delve deep into the insights. 
For this episode, I'm focusing solely on the quantitative side of things, but please know that you need to think about the qualitative things, how you feel, what feels good, what feels easy, what feels right, those kind of things as well. So let's start talking about our stats and our metrics. Now, charting our cycles is one way that we are tracking the metrics in our body. We're looking at the insights and the clues that are going on in our body. We can see, for example, if we have been trying to heal from a hormonal imbalance, charting our cycles is going to give us really valuable information and insight into how you're going and whether the things you are doing are helping. You're going to be able to see that your basal body temperature is rising and falling as it should. You are going to know if you're ovulating because your BBT spikes after ovulation and you've been tracking your cervical mucus and all of that good stuff. So charting your cycles is one way of tracking that data and that information and getting that insight into your cycles. Another non-business related example, and this is something that I've been working on the last little while, is my diet. Now I've talked about my history of adrenal burnout and thyroid issues. And one of the things that comes from that is that not only are our bodies quite susceptible to stress, which means it's really hard for us to do too much intense workout. If you've been through burnout, you you know about that. So I can't do too much intense workouts. It also slows down your metabolism. So the last few years, I've been carrying a little more weight than I want to. And it is frustrating as hell. I think anyone who's been in that situation understands that. And I feel like I have been doing all of the things. I have been working out regularly without getting myself to the point of triggering those adrenal hormones. I feel like I've been eating really healthy and really well. Not perfect, but I eat really healthy and really well and still frustrated that nothing has been changing. Now, recently, I have been learning from an amazing nutritionist. Her name is Jessica Ash. You can find her on YouTube. She's got an amazing YouTube channel. She's also on Instagram. And she talks all about women's health and nutrition to support their hormones. And as part of that, what I've started to do is track my macros. Now, not from a point of restriction or anything like that. It's actually just to give me some good insight to see Am I eating enough? Because a lot of women, they chronically undereat, which again puts the body into a state of stress. So am I eating enough? And am I getting enough of the different nutrients and the different macros? What I have found is that I am not eating anywhere near enough protein. So although I'm getting a reasonable amount of calories and everything is fine there and I'm eating pretty good, pretty healthy food, I'm not getting enough protein. Protein is obviously important for muscle building, and the more muscle we have, the more it kicks out our metabolism. But protein is actually also really important to support the thyroid so that the thyroid can make the right hormones and it triggers this hormonal cascade in your body. And when the thyroid isn't working properly, it slows down your metabolism. So simply by looking at my macros and making a few small tweaks to make sure that I'm getting enough protein, I am going to be able to then start taking action and start tracking if I'm doing the right things and am I getting the results. Now, I know that that was a little bit off track, but it's a good example of why you need to dig into the data and into the metrics. So let's talk about a business example. So for example, you might have an evergreen funnel. You can also do something similar for your launches. Say you've got an evergreen funnel. 
and you're not making sales. Now, it could be that you're not actually out there promoting it. So as I said before, step number one, you can start tracking. Are you actually out there and promoting it and getting people into the funnel? It could be that the landing page isn't converting, or maybe you don't have a strong enough call to action. Now, you could just keep testing and tweaking and updating things randomly, or you can start to break down the metrics at each step of your funnel and start to pinpoint where the issue might be. So the first thing you would want to track is how many times you're promoting it and where. And then you can start to look at those different places that you're promoting it. Where are you getting the most traction? That means you can then stop using or maybe not put as much time and effort into things that aren't working. So for example, if you're getting a lot of traction and response on Instagram, but very little over on Pinterest, then maybe you just don't put as much time and energy into using Pinterest for your business. If you're using paid ads, then you can start to look at what ads are converting, what ads aren't, how much money you're spending, all of that stuff. Anyone who's run paid ads know it is quite a specialist area and they can get quite complicated, but you'll know you'll be able to see which of your ads are working and which aren't so that you're not sinking money into things that aren't giving you that return on investment. Once you've checked in that you are actually out there and promoting your offer, whether that's organic and paid, then you can start to look at, are you getting enough signups? So you know that you're promoting it, but if you're not getting signups, then you can look at things like your landing page. You can play with the copy on the landing page, the layout of the landing page. You can experiment with how you're promoting it, the copy that you put into an Instagram post, the images that you're using, how you're talking about it on your Instagram stories. So you can check and experiment with those things to know that, okay, you're getting enough people in and that they are actually converting and then signing up. If you're then getting good signups, you can check are people watching or listening or downloading whatever it is that you are promoting and offering for free. Are they actually consuming the thing that you've created or have they signed up and they've completely forgotten about it? You can then also look at your follow-up email sequence stats. You can look at the open rates. You can look at the click-through rates. That will give you good insight into where people might be dropping off through the sequence. Are people opening the first email and then unsubscribing from the sequence? Have you got good open rates from the first maybe two emails, but around email three or email four, people just completely switch off and stop opening? Then you can start to tweak with things like the subject lines the copy in the email, making sure that you've got a clear call to action. And you can start to tweak and play around and then monitor the metrics over time to see if the things that you have changed and improved are making an impact. Then if people are moving through the funnel, they're consuming the free thing, they're opening your emails, but they're still not buying, it could be a couple of things. Maybe people just don't see value in the offer. Maybe you need to talk more about the benefits and why people need this. Maybe you need to look at the type of people that are coming into your funnel and making sure that you're bringing the right people in that are right for the offer that you're selling. Maybe you need to look at the copy on your sales page. So if people are moving all of the way through but not purchasing, that's going to give you some really good insight there. So as you can see by that example, sometimes it can feel like you've got this amazing thing, 
and it's not working, but you don't necessarily know where or what. When you start to break it down into each of the component parts and each of the steps and look at the numbers and the stats there, you'll be able to pinpoint where things aren't quite going right. You'll be able to pinpoint what you can start tweaking and editing and updating to hopefully improve the results that you're seeing. Now, there are so many different things that you could track in your business, and I don't want you to go out there and make this massive spreadsheet that's got like 50 kajillion things in there that you could track each month because that's not going to be valuable to you. You want to track the things that are related to the goals in your business. So for example, in my business, for the podcast, I look at stats around podcast listens. I look at what are the most popular episodes, which is really insightful in terms of the type of content that people are most interested in. I can see trends over time. That gives me really valuable insight. I look at things like social media. So post engagement, post reach, how many followers I've got on Instagram. I look at things like my newsletter open rates. Is my list growing? Again, for funnels, you can look at your sign-up rate, your email sequence statistics, that kind of thing. I look at the Google Analytics on my website to see the page views that I'm getting and where traffic is coming from. There are so many things that you could track, but as I said, you want to pick the things that are related to the goals that you have in your business so that you're tracking the things that are going to give you the insight into whether you are doing the things that you need to do to reach your goals. And then whether you're doing the right things, whether there's things in that process or in that funnel that you need to test, tweak and update. Now, I like to do my metrics monthly, but pick a time frame that works for you. I know some people that like to go through and check and update things on a Friday afternoon. Whatever time frame works for you. I wouldn't suggest doing it longer than monthly because when you've got, for example, a new funnel up and running or you've got some really big ambitious goals, even monthly can be too long a time frame for you to see what's going on and then to take action. So it's something that you want to look at regularly enough so that you can start to pinpoint when things aren't going right, but also know that sometimes it does take a little bit of time and looking at things over a couple of months to see those trends as well. So it's not something you can just do once. You need to do it regularly. You need to be checking in and making sure that what you are seeing in the data and in those metrics, you can then tweak and adjust if you need to. And for me, this doesn't take very long. It takes me maybe 15 minutes at the end of the month. I do it as part of my end of month uh, process. I just go through and I know exactly where to pull all of that information. I pop it into a Google Sheet. I can see month by month by month along in the columns. And so I can see where things might be going up and down across the month, things to pinpoint and look at. But as I said, it only takes me about 15 minutes to pull the information together. And then I spend a little bit of time looking at what's coming up for the month, seeing whether I've done the things that I was supposed to do, just making note of okay, this was up this month or this was down, and then having a look at why that might be. So it doesn't have to be hugely onerous, but it is really insightful. And as we said at the very beginning of this episode, if you are in that position where it feels like you were doing all of the things and you're not making progress and you're not getting the results, then rather than just being frustrated and annoyed that it's not working, start to dive into things. 
starts to look under the hood, look at the data, look at the metrics and look at what it's telling you so that you can pinpoint where things might not be going right and then you can start to take action to course correct. So my challenge for you today, if you haven't been tracking metrics in your business, set some goals or look at what your business goals are. Set a handful of key metrics that you can track and start tracking them. Over time, you might add more to that. You might take things out. You'll determine what is most important to you and your business. But start tracking and putting those things in place so that you can get that insight and that data and start course correcting if you need to. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. I will catch you next week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of the With Flow podcast. If you got value from this episode, I would be overjoyed if you shared it with your friends or left a five-star rating and review in iTunes. See you next episode.